All right. You ready? I, I'm ex- super excited today. Right it's, out the gate, I got to tune you down. That's right. Uh, if you're wondering, uh, I get a lot of questions and people are like, well, uh, you know, what am I like in the morning? If you're wondering if this is my energy level when I roll out of bed, yes, it is. So your poor wife has to wear those earplugs at night. So no. she's not woken up by no. your... No, she actually has Bluetooth uh, headphones, actually. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Noise canceling. Yeah. 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 She wears those throughout the day. So Th- That's good. More that's good. so, turns it up when I'm at home. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so. Sometimes you're flush and sometimes you're bust. And when you're up, it's never as good as it seems. And when you're down, you never think you're going to be up again. But life goes on. Remember that. Money isn't real, George doesn't matter it only seems like it does right on man well welcome to another episode of saying in trouble we're here again back in the studio back in the studio i'm eric humes adam short here we've got a great lineup today we've got some local celebrities back in our studio um ray loves it when i talk you know when i start bragging about him and uh you know, Ray not only was phenomenal when he was in school, he was phenomenal as an adult as well. And always giving back to the community, always looking for a sweet hustle. He's going to talk to us a little bit about that, talk to us uh, about his humble beginnings. And he brought his cousin in, Connor. Um, ladies, yes, when you see the video, Connor is available. Uh, we will be taking applications. We'll have an online link for applications. So... We'll be setting appointments up for Connor. Swipe left, right? Yeah, that's right. That's right. He's, he's single now, yeah. Brand new. Is left so. the right way to go? I have no idea. I, I was going to ask either. Connor. Actually, I, I don't know. Oh. Swipe right, swipe oh. left. I know one way is good and one way is bad. Yeah. I'll tell you right now. Um, swipe right, right. Oh, swipe right. right. See, swipe right. Yeah. yeah. Damn. Yeah. I am a swipe left, I guess. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, Ray, tell us a little bit about yourself, how you, what your, your, uh, what your affinity with Vegas is. And do you like, you know, do you have any like personal records or is there anything that you're personally known of besides being a friend of mine? Yeah. A little bit about me. I was uh, born and raised in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. That's where our family's from originally. And then, uh, you know, out of high school, my grades weren't the best, so I had to go to um, junior college. So Iowa Central Community College, three hours away in Fort Dodge, Iowa. Um, you know, that was my my hope. Um, they just signed a kid by the name of Drew McFedries. He's out of Davenport, Iowa, which is about hour about an hour forty five minutes away, about forty five minutes to an hour away. And Drew was a USC fighter after Iowa Central, and the coach came and said, "Hey, I just signed Drew McFedries." Out of the Quad Cities, um, I was like, you know what? I heard the name Drew McFedries. I better um, take a look at the school. Took a visit, and you know the rest was history. My my options were very limited out of out of high school because of uh, my grades. So I improved them at Iowa Central, um, and Iowa Central is if if you look now, it's a top junior college in the country. Um, the last twelve years, I think they won forty two national championships. So. Pretty much a powerhouse for junior colleges. Um, like John Jones is from there. Kane Velasquez, uh, Cody Covington. Did you just say Kane Velasquez? Yeah. <laughs> so did yep. you see that we had uh, Eric Nixick, yeah. one of the top USC yeah. coaches here? Yep. So, yep. oh yeah, don't hit the table like that. That's not good. But um, <laughs> so, so uh, for those that don't know, Ray, what's what what's your affinity with UNLV football? UNLV. So. 
jumping back to Iowa Central, played there for a little bit, right? And got recruited to Vegas, um, played at UNLV, uh, 99-2000 for John Robinson. Um, if you guys don't know John Robinson, who was a coach for the Rams, coach for USC, uh, I think he won five uh, Rose Bowls and yeah, he did national yeah. championships. So he was, you know, a legend. So came that's how I got to Vegas was from Iowa Central to UNLV. I thought you came every weekend, but yeah, I did. Come <laughs> I came when I was a kid. You know, I came a couple times. Um, we made the road trip from Iowa, stayed at the Circus Circus. So yeah, I have memories of that. So Vegas is always, you know, Vegas. It's it's sometimes I look back and I'm like, man, I'm in Vegas. I can't believe I'm just, you know, I got my little cousin in here from L.A. Dry, you know, just showing him around. Sometimes it's kind of unreal from Iowa to Vegas is a big was a big change. So it it's been great so far. I've always wondered that. I, I don't mean to go off on a side note, yeah. but being born and raised here, mm-hmm. I always thought that I was missing out on the 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 whole big thing about Vegas. People get so excited to come, and it's just everyday life for me. Yeah. So, so the whole magical feeling of Vegas, have you ever experienced that? Uh, I used to. Like when I worked on the Strip, when I worked uh, in the casinos, I was a valet. And so that was its own little adventure in college. That was it's a job I highly recommend going through college. And um, but but, but, but I'm talking about but now, that excitement. Like yeah, I, now I, I experience it though. Oh, uh, now I do. Oh, you do now? Oh yeah. When I go down, when I go down to the strip now, and it's like, it's like the Venetian is like boom. This you know, you go into the MGM and and it's like boom, city center. It's like you know. So much has, is like so much to like the 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 tenth degree, mm-hmm. like anything that you can kind of imagine, it's there. And instead of like when you and I grew up here, Adam, it was but uh, it, but it's uh, always in our backyard. Like coming from Iowa, mm-hmm. like oh I, yeah, okay, I've never been to Iowa, but I'm, I'm just picturing it. Like you know, the, the greatest line of Field of Dreams is is this heaven. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, it's Iowa. Yeah. Right. I mean, Iowa's so great- so so farmlands. I'm yeah. I'm picturing this to come from that to Vegas. Mm-hmm. Boom. That's a contrast. You yeah. know. Oh yeah. I mean, Iowa was great growing up because it had the, is everything was sports there. High school sports was you know you Friday night lights. Like rest, small town yeah, type small, stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. yeah. 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 And then you come to Vegas and you're like, wow, this is the real deal. And I was I was homesick for a whole year. I was like redshirted. I was like, man, I need to go back. And then I jumped out of that real quick. You know. Um, Thank goodness, right, yeah. Connor? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So, so just you know, Adam Ray is known. He still holds the personal record. He was a kicker for UNLV, um, and I. So, if anyone's ever played football, so we're going to talk baseball with Connor. We'll talk football with Ray. Is until you've ever tried to actually kick a football, you have no appreciation I, I for think it. Everyone's tried to kick it. I've tried. Like yeah. in, our, in in our high school team, we had no kicker, so they literally lined us all up in the attempt for you know when you're down in the red zone and we need those three yeah. points. Literally anybody could be kicker if oh, you yeah. were confident, because no one could do it. And then they started recruiting from the soccer team for like we had some uh, exchange students, and I mean they had they had a good foot, but once again when it comes to football. It's a whole different sport when you have people coming at you at, you know, 60 well, you miles two, an hour. Two totally shaped balls. I mean, yeah. Well, the motion's but very if you, similar. But if you grow up in the 80s, everyone's been Charlie Brown a couple times, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, it's it does definitely takes a little. It's a different type of skill, you know. I mean, I was a, probably a better punter kickoff, but I'm, I'm actually training a kid tomorrow who's a kicker, and his steps are a little off. And I'm like, how do I forgot how to even do this? So it's like, <laughs> oh, you know, yeah. So, yeah, it's it's a, it's it takes a while, you know, just to get the technique. It's like hitting a golf ball swinging, which I'm not very good at, but um, yeah, you just it's can practice, you know, just muscle memory and all that. So the thing that would scare me is the concentration on the ball. The ball is there. You're running. You're concentrating on your steps and the kick. At the same time, you got a whole bunch of dudes that want to cream your sorry butt. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, that's like, like, scary. <laughs> and, and, and you can't help to – I mean, do you completely ignore them and just concentrate yeah, on the yeah, kick? Yeah, it's all – especially the punt, you know, like when the snap's coming. Yeah. yeah. You got to catch it, and you got all these big DNs are coming at you. I'm going to kill – you know, I'm going to crush you, number 39, or, you know, they. you'll hear it, but yeah. you block it out too. You just kind of just zone it out. But if you if let if you let that bother you, you know, I think you have a, you're gonna fail. <laughs> have you ever had like a surprise hit? Like you don't even see the guy coming because they're concentrating I on the ball, hits. and then all of a sudden, let's see here. Here comes Refrigerator Perry we right out. Arkansas there. Razorbacks. So, you know, oh, that was a great game. Yep, you were there. I didn't get thrown out, and <laughs> <laughs> that's how he rates a good game. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, yep. so well, I'll let you tell your story, Ray, and I'll tell mine. Okay, so no, it was. Uh, our long snapper was having a little trouble that day, but kind of skipped. I picked it up. The next thing you know, I got blindsided in my feet when they air. And uh, I was on the ESPN commercial like for the bowl games getting smashed. <laughs> <laughs> you never told uh, me this. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't very uh, – well, it was kind of cool to see. Do you yeah. have a copy of that commercial? I don't know. I don't think I do. So I, that's back in the day of like VHS, yeah. I bet, huh? Yeah. VHS. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, my, that was one of the most I got memorable it on games. Betamax. Yeah, I was uh, so I had a seat right. Me and some buddies had a seat right behind the Arkansas bench, yep. and uh, oh, I'm sure that went very well. It went over very well, very <laughs> well. Uh, so their kicker, you know, he was practicing, and if you remember in that game, he missed. I don't know why, but. <laughs> We were in Eric's his taking head. Full credit. Oh, absolutely. No, Good. like uh, the highway patrolman came over, the linebacker for Arkansas. Dude, that like I'm a big guy, and when that guy came over, like there was a guy behind me, and and he was probably about two and a half sheets to the win, and so and he's like coming over, and the Arkansas linebackers coming over, and uh, anyways, he got escorted out, like. Like the Arkansas linebacker was willing to to throw down right then and there. He was trying to jump up, wow. and uh, and the the Arkansas kicker was uh, he was mentally intimidated by the group that I was with, <laughs> and we just kept riding him and riding him and riding him. Yep, yep, yep. And uh, that's how I was. You know, it was just a great game. That was that was probably that it is, does kind of sound like a good yeah. Moment. That was like one of the yeah. top UNLV moments. So like, mm-hmm. was this in Arkansas or was it here? It was here. It was Sam, here. It was Las oh, wow. Vegas. Yeah, yeah. It was a thirty-one fourteen. Yeah, yep, it was a good game. And then we played there the next year. I I graduated, but um, UNLV was winning the whole game, and we ended up losing by like three points. But yeah, it, that was a heartbreaker. But yeah. So, sounds like fun. Well, yeah. let's talk about Connor for a little bit. Yeah. So, shift gears. Yeah, shift gears. So, just you know, uh, Connor Adam loves baseball. I'm uh, a baseball like literally, guy. he will yes. talk about baseball 
to I think the Iowa saying is until the cows come home. So <laughs> yeah. So yes, so where did wonderful. you play? Uh, where did you play college ball at? Uh, I went to a small college up in Portland, Oregon, my freshman year. Oh, I, grades again or? No, no. <laughs> my my route was a bit different from Ray's. I, I didn't I didn't take his advice very well. I was being recruited to actually play at UNR. And, well, uh, you dodged a bullet there. Yeah, thank oh, God. God. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're, well, I don't even know how you show up to Thanksgiving dinner uh, with yeah. a wolf pack shirt. I, it's hard for me to do it. I've got some family that live up there, and should we kick him off the? You know, I was podcast? I would have been the only yeah. uh, only player in the, of the wolf pack. Everyone else is UNLV, but uh, I put all my eggs in one basket, and it didn't quite work out. So I scrambled, found a backup plan that didn't work out. So I was kind of left with the only option I kind of gave myself, uh, didn't work out because, uh, personally I just wasn't ready for the, for the change. Grades weren't great. Uh, didn't get much playing time. So I shifted gears. I played my sophomore year at Saracoso community college in Ridgecrest, California, and helped turn the program around there. We won 17 games, which actually matched the season win total of the team's previous three years combined so oh, wow nice yeah we, we turned it around and i had offers but my, my grades i only focused on baseball and had to had to get my education in order so stop playing what position did you play in college i played second base uh dh quite a bit my my defense wasn't so great but uh i shifted gears shifted from the outfield to the infield from high school to college i was a better outfielder so that's funny because yeah yeah so we do you know uh do you know any local uh las vegas products in the baseball oh absolutely absolutely i actually have a uh i had a few buddies from college who played at coronado uh-huh uh and i had a few buddies played up at cheyenne and whoop whoop desert shields yeah uh few call a few high schools out here green valley and we always talked about harper chris bryant uh, Drew Robinson, he was a product of Silverado. Mm -hmm. My high school baseball coach used to coach at Silverado. Oh, okay. Here in town. So I we used to always come up here and every year and play against Silverado, play against uh, Desert Oasis. Yeah. We played against Drew Robinson, another player, Mike Myers. He was drafted by the Red Sox. We played against those guys. So it was it was a lot of fun. So we had, uh, just recently we had Ryan uh, Ryan Nelson in here, who was drafted last year by the Arizona Diamondbacks, made the cut of 64 this year. Mm -hmm. uh, we've had Chad Hermanson, who has a, a podcast, uh, Mental Edge Coaching. And so listening about Chad's progression, you know, he was drafted out of high school. You know, he got a big contract out of high school. And he talked about that same progression, how, you know, he went from high school kid to major leagues and the struggles that actually ensued after that and even position he was he was recruited as a shortstop and ended up playing uh outfielder in the big leagues and talks he talked in our podcast he talked about that per personal progression of man i you know Ray was talking about being homesick as a as a red shirt. Uh, there's no red shirt in the major leagues. No, and so they had already paid a they had already paid a, his contract, and they were looking for a return on on their investment. Oh, and wow. so, 
uh, you know, he talked all. It was, I thought it was really honest and vulnerable. He talked about well, and, and that was his drive to create the mental edge training that he has developed now because he saw a need in youth sports because their head is not in the game or their their head gets the best of them while in the game. Right, and and trying to have a balance in life and what you were just saying. Yeah, you didn't have a balance between grades and baseball. You can have that balance, and you should be able to been able to perform at baseball and still been able to perform in the classroom. Right. But but a lot of these young kids that get called up too fast or they get uh, overwhelmed, especially while they're young, by playing almost burned out. Mm-hmm. That uh, And he noticed that in his own son, that his son would get up to bat, and his son is very talented. But when his son would strike out or when his son wasn't hitting very well or not playing very well, it would just get into his head and he realized that his son had the same thing that he was battling with when he was playing for the pirates and realized what a big need. And he's providing a a fantastic need for you. And he's obviously it's aimed towards baseball, but you can apply the same type of training in any kind of sport. Right. Because same thing in football. Mm -hmm. If your head's not in the game, you can be completely messed up completely messed up and, yeah. and then and then it puts more stress yes and, and, and it compounds it, yes and then it gets worse and then another game you strike out all, all four times up at the plate what are you gonna you know and then the next game you're just struggling and struggling start that and, ball gets a little smaller yep. <laughs> yeah yeah and, and and then you get the worst news hey you're gonna sit out this one kid yep and then your mind is just spinning while you're sitting in the dugout watching nine innings that you can't do nothing about right so yeah, no, I thought it was a terrific podcast. Yeah. So so Connor, right now we're in, uh, I guess, in the thick of things with COVID. Um, Ray, did you see some of the news that uh, you know the first college football game was played last week? Yep. Uh, what what were some of your thoughts? You know, it's a it's a touchy subject, but I, I definitely want to see college football because I think a lot of kids are going to miss out. Um, on that year. I'm not sure the you know, what schools are doing, if they're going to give people an extra year. I, I've been kind of turn, turn off my TV the last couple of weeks just cause it's, it's all over the place, but we were watching a couple of high school games just to kind of, kind of get it back in the flow of things. But I think, you know, I'd love to see it. I mean, I think I, I saw Iowa state's going to play, you know, they're going to try to get 25,000 fans in there. I'm not sure how safe that is, but um, that's what their, well, their goal is. So, Yeah, the details on the Austin PA game was mm-hmm. um, they sold tickets to friends and family. That's all. That's yeah. who was in the stands is friends and family. And and um, there was a couple of SEC players that came out and said, you know, how is this F- FCS school putting – how are this FCS league putting together these games mm-hmm. and were sidelined? And so that was interesting to me because right now there's so much negotiations on, um, you know, there's so many negotiations right now on, uh, uh, you know, on the likeness of players. And I mean, Connor, obviously now where you're in life, you can see, hey, going to college and you, you know, you're there for the benefits of the academics is, you know, and Ray has, has parlayed his academics, you know, you know, many fold over, but sometimes that's not for everybody. Right. Of course it's, it's, uh, it isn't for everybody. I remember my whole mindset was go to a four year, right out of college, right out of high school. But, uh, turns out I just wasn't quite ready for that. I, I probably should have went to JUCO 
right out the gate. I think it would have helped me a little more. It would have transitioned. I probably would have had a different career had I done that, but there's no regrets for me on my college career, what I've done. It's led me to this point and I wouldn't trade it because I, I know what I didn't know then and I can pass it on to someone else now. Do you feel like, you know, the validity or the value of scholarships has been kind of watered down? Because I think there's a what what's sexy and what's in the news all the time is like big time players. You know, they want a contract. They're on the top. You know, they're on the they're on the NCAA, you know, covers or, you know, they're star players. They're going to get probably pro contracts if they don't get hurt. And so for those people, they're in that one percent anomaly. Right. Right. One percent of athletes will ever play pro. And true. And and so but then you have the ninety nine percent that don't. And for them. Is, is a scholarship enough of a, a value to play sports? Uh, that's a good question. You know, Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> and absolutely. Yeah. I was at a camp at Stanford, and the head coach at Stanford took a kid's sunglasses and put it on the ground and said, out of all you guys standing out here, that's who's going to get drafted and play in, the, play in the pros. And everybody else, there's got to be something else. So scholarships are good because the college experience is something that is important to a lot of people and a lot of kids can't pay their way through college. So it gives them an education. If they take advantage of it, then it's, it was worth it. Um, if they're there just like how I was to play ball and they set themselves back a few years and the scholarship's gone or what have you, and then they're going to set themselves back. But I, I think the value of a scholarship is big. I don't know, and I know a lot of people now are talking about should college athletes be paid, and that's a totally you know that's a separate subject maybe for another time. I don't know, but the scholarships are a big deal. I think I think scholarships are very 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 promising. Very I, good. I think too, Ray. Like it, what I always experienced, and what I uh, like, I wish I would have played college sports. I wish I would have applied myself. I didn't realize like. Hey, there's opportunity. Maybe go to a JUCO or go to a Double A, and in some of the sports that um, I had opportunity to, and and it wasn't because the coaches didn't say anything. Is my my mindset was somewhere else, mm-hmm. and um, and I think part of that is like when you are around student athletes all the time, like I was in, in college, is is. You also see the life, the other part of like, hey, we're here at college all the time. Like you do get that experience. Like one of the things that I wished is I had a friend who went to Vanderbilt. Have you guys ever been to the campus on Vanderbilt? Yeah, yeah. I have not. Okay. Just imagine what what you dream of, of like going to university in your head, like from a movie. That's what Vanderbilt is. It's a private college. People go home over the holidays. Buildings are huge. There's tunnels between buildings. It's just gorgeous. And when Ray, I mean, the UNLV Recreation Center now is a thing of marvel. That's a, something that you would dream of. Vanderbilt had that when Ray and I were in school. Okay. Okay. And so, like, you know, back then, tuition was cheap at $600 a credit. Compared to when Ray and I went to to school, it was, I want to say, like $60 a credit. So, 
uh, you know, you know, just to give you some like comparison, like that was Ivy League, six hundred dollars a credit versus state tuition, sixty dollars a credit. And so I had a friend who was out on scholarship at Vanderbilt, and she even with her scholarship, she had to get other stuff. Yeah. But I was like, I went on a trip there and, and went and saw her, and I was like, that was amazing. I'm like, and so that as a as a as a athlete, as a as a uh, college athlete, a student athlete, I do think you get a different experience, right? At a minimum, you get the you get the meal card, you know. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and sometimes your friends get the meal card too. So, well, if you want my opinion, back to your question, and maybe this is a good time to just jump into it. Yeah, I my opinion. I've never played college sports, but I think college athletes should be paid. I really do. Something. There is no way that a scholarship equals the amount of money that that university is making off those teams. Well, so there. Obviously, that, here let's jump into that real quick. Obviously, it matters which college you go to. Yeah, yeah. But you're yeah. telling me those big games, UCLA, Notre Dame, those big schools, that it is a equal pay of an education at their facility compared to what they're making from merchandising, ticket sales, and those big games. There's Television no way that that amounts yeah. the same. I don't know what the amount is. I'll tell you that right now. Yeah. But there's no way that that equals it. If they balance that out to a little bit where they can get their education, but it's like comes meet somewhere in the middle well, where they can get some compensation for their yeah. their performance. Well, I think there therein lies the the devil is in the detail. So the big issue. So when John Robinson was your coach, how much yep. how much did he make a year? I think he was at about a million. Okay. Yeah, cheap, cheap, right for for a for head him. coach. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but keep in mind, what what year was this? Ninety nine, two thousand. He he's already yeah. retired. So. He he, he was yeah, ba- yeah. he was already retired. Yeah. He was it was kind of like he was doing a victory lap. Yeah, <laughs> and so it, yeah. like Vegas is like kind of like a uh, you know is like a suburb of L A. So he's just kind of doing a victory lap for his <laughs> fans. Yeah. yeah, and um. But what I was going to get at, and this is actually kind of, it goes hand in hand. Right now we're talking about, okay, Austin PA went and played last week, is what is the motive for those schools to play? If you look at any budget for universities, what is the what are the number one and two biggest drivers for income? Sports. Sports. Which ones? Football. Football, basketball. Football. Men's basketball. Yeah, probably men's football. Yeah. That's pretty much it. That's it. Yeah. And and so well, and therein lies that that's where it, it like and I'm not an expert, but I do a lot of things with UNLV on the academic side now. Like, you know, like why well, don't even call it post college now I'm an adult, I guess is what they classify us as, right? And and so I look at, and I've had some uh, opportunities to look at university budgets and looking at university budgets, um, they're pretty gnarly. And especially like the sports, like let's just talk about UNLV because Ray and I have a passion for UNLV is up until uh, TKM, what was the biggest income generator at UNLV for the last 50 years? Basketball. Well, not 50 years, I guess 70, so like 30 years. Yep, UNLV yep. basketball. Right, UNLV basketball carried the income yep. and the revenue for every other sport, including mm-hmm. football. Football, historically, except for maybe when uh, Cunningham was here, was always a losing proposition. 
And I think that that's for many years, it was on the table to actually remove it. Really? There, yeah. it, it was like a $2 million loser every year. But yeah. But I, I always enjoyed going to the games. But now I had a great time. It, it has the most it has the but, most opportunity though. That's yeah, why they yeah. keep it. Oh yeah. It's at a different level right it, now. Yeah. It's at a different level. I mean So what you're saying is if it wasn't for the money making big sports like that, some of the other sports would not even exist. The girls' volleyball team would not even be able to have a team if it wasn't for the men's basketball team. Men's swim team, women's swim team. I mean, except for UNLV golf, which has championships. You know, yeah. UNLV actually has a lot of championships: diving, swimming, golf. But even even coming down to like track and field, like you know, you have they they don't generate revenue. Well, so why would you have them? But, but at least give the students an opportunity. If you present to the student, listen, we're not going to pay you anything to play baseball at UNLV. But we'll give you a scholarship. We'll give you this. And let the student decide. At least be able to have that freedom to be able to do it. If you end up at one of those massive schools, okay, well, we, want, we really want you to be our quarterback here at Notre Dame. We'll give you this plus 100000 every time you you know, every yeah. season or something. I, like I, I go both ways. Like, I don't know, you know. At least give an option, but this no pay whatsoever. No, the no hamburger rule is, is my yeah. problem. It's mine too. The no, 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 no pazuki rules. What I call it. Oh, that, that boosters can't even yeah, do anything every year, for the players. So yeah, if you're a booster to a, to a uh, university, you get a little pamphlet. Like you, as soon as you've okay. contributed, they mail you out and say, Hey, now you, uh, just, you know, you're on the list. And so, you know, make sure you don't go buy student athletes, even a hamburger. I think that's what it says. Yeah, it's it, super strict. Yeah. It's like, Hey, a hamburger See, is like unacceptable. I don't know. It, and so, I mean, UNLV is well known for hamburgers and other things that were given to athletes, you know, other things. <laughs> Not just hamburgers. Expensive hamburgers. Corvettes. Uh, <laughs> right? Yeah. During the Tarkanian years, I, some of those players were getting paid. Right? You well, know what? Well, but here's, Tark- the, here's the thing is like, I, so I, I sat know, right behind. You're not going to say nothing. My, yeah. One of the dentists, <laughs> one of the dentists that was involved in that. So I saw him and Tark were sitting behind me at a UNLV football mm-hmm. game. I want to say like three, it was before Tark passed away. So it was like probably, probably five years ago. And uh, he didn't remember me, but he actually did a root canal on my teeth. So I was like, well, I kind of contributed to the UNLV program through you. So, (laughs) and, uh, and so, but he was, he was a super nice guy. Like if you met him, like he was one of the, he was one of the uh, community people in the community that was embroiled in that in some of those scandals. And realistically, like, he didn't like it didn't really help his business like he didn't just become like like the number one dentist in town because of his involvement with UNLV it was he had a passion for the program at at the end of the day he had a passion for the program and he wanted to help the kids out and that's where it's a quandary like even if you watch um blindside right Mm -hmm. and you know they take him in and and they, what the movie didn't discuss is, technically speaking, if you actually read, uh, they were embroiled in a bit. It was a big thing, and uh, you know, luckily, so he went played pro. But even after that, after he played pro, they that family was uh, was it was uh, brutalized actually for being a booster of Ole Miss. Yeah, 
and uh, I must have missed the part two of that movie. Yeah, they didn't. The, <laughs> the movie didn't re- like the movie ended on a high note, but then if you read on and you 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 know you read on like, hey, what happened like post and and you could see like watching the movie, obviously Cinderella rises it, you know, being mm-hmm. oh we took him in da 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 da, um, you know for but for the most part you could also look at that and say you know what yeah they helped him out but they didn't help his family they didn't bring like the whole the whole part or you know how did it help the community right he still had the, you know the community he came from still had the same issues mm-hmm. even when he went pro and i think so, we're starting to deal with a little bit of those issues now cuz people are like yeah you know what it's really easy to say from this platform you, you know in that part of town da 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 you know and so I don't know what the answer is. I'm just giving I, you the pros and cons. I was so. I, I was just enjoying you talking. You're I don't like going. to ramble, but <laughs> I have an idea, by the way. Yes, for, tell us, for the paying the players. Um, I think the scholarships are great because you know I, I was scholarship. They get you know they get a meal plan. Well, actually, I lived at home because my parents moved out here, bought a house, so I got I pocket all that mo- the money for the rent or whatever. But if anyone's listening, he didn't say pocketed it. He said he reinvested it in yeah. his education. Yeah, there you go. But uh, <laughs> so what? 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 I my idea was would be to like have like a pension plan for the players. Oh, that would be phenomenal. Yeah, Something, instead of yeah. giving the money now. Okay, that like makes you, sense. When you turn forty-five, you know, you get this much money per month. You know, because depending of the, on because of the years you played at school. Yeah. That makes sense. Depending on how good your team was, how much money your team made. But there has to be some type of cutoff because you don't want like, oh, I'm going to go to, you know, Alabama because I'm going to get this much money when I'm 45. It has to be some type of like balance of. That's a, a great idea because a lot of times people, you know, you know, when you're if you look at overall how many professional athletes are like bankrupt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a large portion. Oh, oh my it's, goodness. It's and you're like shocking. You're like, ah. How's that possible? I know a lot of them. Yeah, it's crazy. well. And going back to the story with the sunglasses, mm-hmm. the ones who don't make pro can take that money after college, after that, and be able to turn around and maybe invest in their own business or whatever they mm-hmm. end up doing. Oh yeah, and and, and and turn their you know, you know, find some kind of venture in life. So yeah, yeah. no, no, that sounds like and a I, good idea. I think too, like the a lot of the athletes, especially in, in the college basketball, they're playing one year and they go to the NBA. I think yeah. there needs to be some type of rule that keeps them longer in college. So if you go to college, has and I think, what is it, one year they can go pro? Yeah, yeah. like yeah, the one and should, done. Yeah, I think it should be like three. You know, you have yeah, to play yeah. three years because it's hard on the, on the schools too. It's hard on my heart. Yeah, we had a lot of <laughs> NBA guys from UNLV that are, you know, one and done, like yeah, quite, quite a few of them. Yeah. So the team gets all like, we're excited to sign this, you know, five-star kid. And then he plays for one year and then he's gone. And then he gets, he goes to D league. Yeah. 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 So it's like, you know how many pictures I had to, had to delete out of my photo album. Yeah. Boop. D league, delete, D league, delete. I'm like, oh. come on. Yeah. So, no, but it's hard as a fanship to, mm-hmm. to, you know, and it's funny because so, uh, Connor, have you watched the last dance? The the last oh yeah with yeah 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 of course Michael of Jordan course, of course of okay, course okay okay for some reason I thought you said the last stand and I'm going oh uh, what sports I didn't know which movie but, you were talking uh, about the, either the last dance yeah I've seen it so how how many years did did Jordan play in college he played four right yeah he played four and 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 I think that really gets swept under the rug all the time mm-hmm. 
You know, Ewing, how many years did he play in college? I, I don't know the answer to that question, but I'm, I, I, four. my guess is four. Three or four. John Thompson four. just passed away. So, yep. I mean, four. It, and, um, and so the great thing, like uh, from a marketing standpoint, and even from a community, so you talked about your own baseball team and you're like, hey, you know what? We were able to, tr- to turn the program around. Right. So when your fans came out, they knew you guys, right? You we, guys were the bad news bears in town, or right? What? Yeah, we we were we were it was we were popular. I, I was shocked. I never really went out or anything. It's a small town, and the girls just came to you. We understand what you're no, saying. No, no, wow. yeah. yeah. We had quite a few. We had quite a few people show up to our games, um, and we had quite a few people backing us, you know, supporting us. You know, the community supported us. They they funded our, a lot of what our program yeah. had. Uh, we we finished the season seventeen and nineteen. I think in in the middle of that season we suffered like a twelve or like fourteen some odd game losing streak. So you can put it together between that losing streak, we had a really good season. Uh, we we just weren't able to to pl- have a good season throughout the whole year. But it turned around the program. We had a great coach. He knew how to recruit. He was new. I think he came from Middle Tennessee or uh, some uh, somewhere in Tennessee. I think. And he knew how to recruit. He uh, the following year after I left, I think he brought in a couple guys from Puerto Rico. Or I, I don't know where exactly, but they've been winning a lot more games now and a lot more competitive as a JUCO rather than a team that's just at the bottom every year. Well, and I and what I wanted to highlight in that though, and I think you understood it even as a player, is and that's why Ray and I, and I think that's why everyone at the table loves college sports because college sports is a community. Yes. event you know and you talk about like iowa um you know our friend john denton i, I still talk to john all the yeah, time yeah i talked to him last week and yeah. you know and and when when i'm talking to john about his current lifestyle and and how things have changed and stuff is in small town midwest dude friday night lights is what's on and that's where vegas is is hard because friday night lights is in competition with everything else. Like every weekend, you know, before COVID, dude, there was so much, right? Literally, you could go to multiple like Grammy award winning concerts. You could go to, you know, motocross championships, you know, everything. Like everything just runs through Vegas. Like, what are you doing this weekend? Well, I got about eight things we could do. What do you, you know? What are you doing? Oh, O'Connor's coming in town, so I'm gonna, we're gonna, you know, go to some, you know, country music festival, and then that's only three days long. So you know, after the fourth day, we'll have to find something else. But I mean, a lot in the rest of America, even in L.A., like you go down to L.A., you're living in L.A. right now, right, Connor? Right, yeah, North L.A., yeah. So, like, I'm surprised that when I go down to L.A. Dude, it, there's not even the lineup in L.A. that Vegas has. No, it doesn't compare. I, I've seen the the lineups here in Vegas uh, for clubs or you know shows, whatever. I, it's a deeper lineup. Yeah, and so it, it doesn't, and that's where you know it's hard to compare. Or sometimes I think like our college sports get drowned out. I mean, for the longest time though, one of the biggest headliners was Rebel Basketball, and um, you know, it, well, this community is built on winners. So I hate to say it, but when UNLV basketball put, was the the ticket to have, it was when they were winning. Yep. When they're not yep. winning, they they can get drowned out because 
gambling, our, our society, our backbone is all on winning. But I really feel lately this new vibe here. And, I, of course, the Golden Knights are hot, but they are winning. But <laughs> they are winning in the playoffs. They look, like, they look like the team to beat, really. Yeah. But, <laughs> but the thing is, sports brings that community together. Yeah. And, and I really get frustrated. I hear a lot of people kind of in and out of work or whatever. They're upset on the way the Raider Stadium was built with the money and how much money the state put in. And now with the Henderson Silver Knights coming in and they, they tore down the pavilion, people upset about that. Sports does something. Look, life gets, life gets crazy. Especially now, life gets crazy. Sports is our way of escaping. Everyone has their escape from reality that they can go somewhere. Sports is one of those avenues. There's other ones. There's gaming. There's video games. There's all kinds of other ones that people find that avenue that they just love. And it's, but at the end of the day, it's your way of escaping reality. And sometimes we, we do, I mean, I enjoy my life, but sometimes reality sucks. And you want to escape and you want to get away from it. And you want to go to that game and just, and just do that. And that's why I think sports in all communities, if it's a farming community or if it's a busy Vegas or L.A., it's a big deal. People come out. I don't know how to do it, but I think that will help out this whole COVID thing is getting more sports being played. I, I agree. Is If, if the Knights the, could win the Stanley Cup, that will help COVID, yes. Oh. <laughs> it'll, it'll solve COVID. Yeah. Well, I, I, I think, well, if, if that, I think if that is the answer, go, go Knights, if that's the answer. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, Connor, they're playing tonight. They're the tip-off. Uh, they just dropped the puck. They're dropping the puck in three minutes. So, yeah, you but should, should be I go just Knights. Think, I think we got to figure out a way to play more games. I, throughout history, you can look at how sporting even brings community, governments, countries together. One of my favorite movies is Invictus, where the South African rugby team helped pacify the great transition between apartheid to a non-apartheid government with Nelson Mandela in president. He brought the country together through that rugby team that won yeah. the World Cup. Right. You know, you, you could go throughout history how sporting events have done that. I think with COVID, we need to figure out games. One of the few things that I did agree with at the Republican uh, convention was when Dana White talked about the importance of bringing these games back yeah. and how UFC kind of led that way on getting games on TV, letting us watch this. Yep. That makes us feel normal again. Mm -hmm. Hey, Ray, quick, a quick football trivia question. Who's one of the most famous football players to live in Las Vegas? Lives in Henderson, actually. Uh, I think not Eric right Hunes. Randall is he? <laughs> is, is, that, is that your my answer? No, even more famous than Randall. He does live in Henderson, though. Yeah. Who Who is it? Uh, Rudy. Oh yeah. Yep. Rudy. Oh, he does live here, doesn't he? Yeah. Wait, the real Rudy. The real Rudy. The real one. Real yeah, Rudy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. From Notre Dame. See, look. Uh, yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. Yep. I Adam's saw like at, the real Rudy. Yeah. He I saw actually him at my lives, kid's school. Yeah, he yeah, lives he like like fifteen spots. minutes from you. So. From me? Yeah. Yeah. I had a flight with him a couple of years ago. And, wow. Uh, I bet he wanted to sleep and you just would not let him. Probably. <laughs> Speaking about shows have you and movies and all that, have you guys talked about uh, or have you guys seen Last Chance You, the documentary on Netflix? I haven't yet. My I heard it's phenomenal. You have to watch that. So it's good? Oh, it's the best show ever. So it's we both played Juco, baseball, football. But you guys, it brings a lot of memories back, but it's – it's real life. They follow these kids around and they got these five-star kids coming in this little school in Kansas. And, you know, one kid came from Florida state 
and then you kind of follow where he ends up at. Um, it's it's really it's a great show. But last yeah, we'll chance to check you, it out. Yeah, yeah. watch the indie in Independence one, it's season three and four. It's it's a real deal. Yeah, you guys will be addicted to it. You'll he, love the coach. The coach is great. An episode huh? and that yeah. guy that guy gives me chills listening to him speak. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I had to kind of force him to watch. He's like, I'm, I'll watch it. And I we watched it the other night, and he's like, Wow, this is pretty cool. So. Yeah, hey, you weren't the only one. He Ray every time he's like, "Have you watched that Last Chance You yet?" I'm like, it, it, <laughs> "Oh yeah, it, it's on my DVR. It's on my DVR, Ray." It's great though. You'll love it. He's probably so, seen it about half a dozen times already. Yeah, actually, I haven't finished it yet. He's holding off on yep. like one I'm episode. Hold, yeah. He's yeah, like, yeah, "If yeah. I hold on to this one episode, yeah. then I'm not done." Yeah, I Wait till the next season comes out to watch yeah. that last episode. No, it's good. It's good. I think the next one's ba- uh, basketball. They're going to follow oh, nice. basketball. basketball yeah. Oh, you go basketball. Yeah. That's what I heard. Sweet. Man, we appreciate you guys coming in, talking to us, telling yeah. us your story. We have to have you back in again, man. Yeah, absolutely. Especially Anytime. if when Rebel Football gets started up, yeah, we can do good. some commentating and yeah. check it out. Maybe, and talk about maybe the do a little on, uh, on-site with the new coach. Everybody, I mean, that's another thing. Like, COVID has really killed – like any momentum, any spring training, any sound bites, mm-hmm. you know. And so that's, you know, so we'll have to have Ray as our uh, on-site liaison oh, for Rebel it. Football. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, we'll do it. Wait. It's going to be good. Got the new stadium, new training center, new coach. It's it's awesome. And I, I love who they picked for head coach, to be honest with you. Yeah, I love, a good guy. He's yeah, really Oregon, good. pro pro offense. Nice. So, mm-hmm. yeah. It's going to be the only games I'm going to afford to go to that stadium. That's the only time I'm going to be able to go in. Yeah, same. The, the, the other one's a little bit too pricey. For I've got a concession job. stand job lined oh, up geez. for me. We'll make Eric take us. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'll work. I'll work the concession stand with you. Yeah, <laughs> but if I take a break, it might be for about two, three hours. <laughs> All right. Well, right on, guys. Right. Thank you so All much, right. Thank Ray, you guys. Connor. Thanks. 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 Appreciate, Appreciate it. it. Appreciate it.